section eighteen of letters to dead authors this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey letters to dead authors by andrew lang eighteen to monsieur de moliere ballet de chambre du roi monsieur with what awe does a writer venture into the presence of the great moliere as a courtier in your time would scratch humbly with his comb at the door of the grand monarch so i presume to draw near your dwelling among the immortals you like the king who among all his titles has now none so proud as that of the friend of moliere you found your dominions small humble and distracted you raised them to the dignity of an empire what louis the fourteenth did for france you achieved for french comedy and the baton of scapin still wields the sway though the sword of louis was broken at blenheim for the king the pyrenees or so he fancied ceased to exist by a more magnificent conquest you overcame the channel if england vanquished your country's arms it was through you that france ferum victorem capit and restored the dynasty of comedy to the land whence she had been driven ever since dryden borrowed l'étourdie our tardy apish nation has lived in matters theatrical on the spoils of the wits of france in one respect to be sure times and manners have altered while you lived taste kept the french drama pure and it was the congenial business of english playwrights to foist their rustic grossness and their large fescenine jests into the urban page of moliere now they are diversely occupied and it is their affair to lend modesty where they borrow wit and to spare a blush to the cheek of the lord chamberlain but still as has ever been our wont since etheridge saw and envied and imitated your successes still we pilfer the plays of france and take our bien as you said in your lordly manner whenever we can find it we are the privateers of the stage and it is rarely to be sure that a comedy pleases the town which has not first been cut out from the countrymen of moliere why this should be and what tenebriferous star as paracelsus your companion in the dialogue des morts would have believed thus darkens the sun of english humour we know not but certainly our dependence on france is the sincerest tribute to you without you neither rotrou nor corneille nor a wilderness of monkeys like scarron 
could ever have given comedy to france and restored her to europe while we owe to you monsieur the beautiful advent of comedy fair and beneficent as peace in the play of aristophanes it is still to you that we must turn when of comedies we desire the best if you studied with daily and nightly care the works of plautus and terence if you let no musty bouquin escape you so your enemies declared it was to some purpose that you laboured shakespeare excepted you eclipsed all who came before you and from those that follow however fresh we turn we turn from regnard and beaumarchais from sheridan and goldsmith from musset and pairon and labiche to that crowded world of your creations creations one may well say for you anticipated nature herself you gave us before she did in alceste a rousseau who was a gentleman not a lackey in a mot of don juan's the secret of the new religion and the watchword of comte l'amour de l'humanite before you where can we find save in rabelais a frenchman with humour and where unless it be in montaigne the wise philosophy of a secular civilization with a heart the most tender delicate loving and generous a heart often in agony and torment you had to make life endurable we cannot doubt it without any whisper of promise or hope or warning from religion yes in an age when the greatest mind of all the mind of pascal proclaimed that the only help was in voluntary blindness that the only chance was to hazard all on a bet at evens you monsieur refused to be blinded or to pretend to see what you found invisible in religion you beheld no promise of help when the jesuits and jansenists of your time saw each of them in tartuffe the portrait of their rivals as each of the laughable marquises in your play conceived that you were girding at his neighbour you all the while were mocking every credulous excess of faith in the sermons preached to agnes we surely hear your private laughter in the arguments for credulity which are presented to don juan by his valet we listen to the eternal self-defence of superstition thus desolate of belief you sought for the permanent element of life precisely where pascal recognised all that was most fleeting and unsubstantial in divertissement in the pleasure of looking on a spectator of the accidents of existence an observer of the follies of mankind like the gods of the epicurean you seem to regard our life as a play that is played as a comedy yet how often the tragic note comes in what pity and in the laughter what an accent of tears as of rain in the wind 
no comedian has been so kindly and human as you none has had a heart like you to feel for his butts and to leave them sometimes in a sense superior to their tormentors scannerel monsieur de pourceaugnac georges danvin and the rest our sympathy somehow is with them after all and monsieur de pourceaugnac is a gentleman despite his misadventures though triumphant youth and malicious love in your plays may batter and defeat jealousy and old age yet they have not all the victory or you did not mean that they should win it they go off with laughter and their victim with a grimace but in him we that are past our youth behold an actor in an unending tragedy the defeat of a generation your sympathy is not wholly with the dogs that are having their day you can throw a bone or a crust to the dog that has had his and has been taught that it is over and ended yourself not unlearned in shame in jealousy in endurance of the wanton pride of men how could the poor player and the husband of silly men be untaught in that experience you never sided quite heartily as other comedians have done with young prosperity and rank and power i am not the first who has dared to approach you in the shades for just after your own death the author of les dialogues des morts gave you paracelsus as a companion and the author of le jugement de pluton made the mighty warder decide that moliere should not talk philosophy these writers like most of us feel that after all the comedies of the contemplateur of the translator of lucretius are a philosophy of life in themselves and that in them we read the lessons of human experience writ small and clear what comedian but moliere has combined with such depths with the indignation of alceste the self-deception of tartuffe the blasphemy of don juan such wildness of irresponsible mirth such humour such wit even now when more than two hundred years have sped by when so much water has flown under the bridges and has borne away so many trifles of contemporary mirth ketera fluminis ritu feruntur even now we never laugh so well as when mascarille and vadius and monsieur jourdain tread the boards in the maison de moliere since those mobile dark brows of yours ceased to make men laugh since your voice denounced the demoniac manner of contemporary tragedians i take leave to think that no player has been more worthy to wear the canon of mascarille or the gown of vadius than monsieur coquelin of the comedie francaise in him you have a successor to your mascarille so perfect that the ghosts of playgoers of your date might cry could they see him that moliere had come again 
but with all respect to the efforts of the fair i doubt if mademoiselle Bartet or madame croisette herself would reconcile the town to the loss of the fair debris and madeleine and the first the true celimene armande yet had you ever so merry a soubrette as madame Samary, so exquisite a nicole denounced persecuted and buried hugger-mugger two hundred years ago you are now not over-praised but more worshipped with more servility and ostentation studied with more prying curiosity than you may approve are not the moliéristes a body who carry adoration to fanaticism any scrap of your handwriting so few are these any anecdote even remotely touching on your life any fact that may prove your house was numbered fifteen not twenty-two is eagerly seized and discussed by your too minute historians concerning your private life these men often write more like malicious enemies than friends repeating the fabulous scandals of le boulanger and trying vainly to support them by grubbing in dusty parish registers it is most necessary to defend you from your friends from such friends as the veteran and inveterate monsieur arsène housset or the industrious but puzzle-headed monsieur loiseleur truly they seek the living among the dead and the immortal moliere among the sweepings of attorneys offices as i regard them for i have tarried in their tents and as i behold their trivialities the exercises of men who neglect moliere's works to write about moliere's great-grandmother's second-best bed i sometimes wish that moliere were here to write on his devotees a new comedy les moliéristes how fortunate were they monsieur who lived and worked with you who saw you day by day and were attached as lagrange tells us by the kindest loyalty to the best and most honourable of men the most open-handed in friendship in charity the most delicate of the heartiest sympathy oh that for one day i could behold you writing in the study rehearsing on the stage musing in the lace-seller's shop strolling through the palais turning over the new books at bilen's dusting your ruffles among the old volumes on the sunny stalls would that through the ages we could hear you after supper merry with boileau and with racine not yet a traitor laughing over chapelain combining to gird at him in an epigram or mocking at cotin or talking your favourite philosophy mindful of descartes surely of all the wits none was ever so good a man none ever made life so rich with humour and friendship end of section eighteen